This podcast is a production of the Community Covenant Church in Eagle River, Alaska, a place where real people meet a real God to live in a real world. For more information, visit our website at www.communitycovenant.net. The scripture for this morning is from Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. My name is Noah Hammett, and this Easter I'm working on being with my family in the midst of a loss and trying to stay with God um, and be joyful, uh, even though it's hard. And that's what's real for me this Easter. My name is Megan Bennett, and this Easter I am juggling a lot in my life. I have a great job, but I know it's not a job that I want for forever, and so I'm looking at my future and trying to figure out what I want to do and what my purpose is and at the same time my my sweet brother has finally made the move up here and so we're sharing a car and I'm trying to take care of him and it's not easy and it's been um, rewarding and challenging at the same time and, and that's what's real for me this sister. I'm Beth Smith, my mother Margaret Ann Neufeld A believer died in December 2014 after a long battle with dementia. Her mind and body were like a child's, but the Holy Spirit was strong in her. And that's what's real for me this Easter. the question on the screen is this what's real for you this Easter I so appreciate the uh, just the authenticity and the honesty of those that uh, shared in the video we just saw it's not unlike that very first Easter in our passage this morning where the two Marys go to the tomb 
But what was very real for them was this. That they had traveled all the way from Galilee to Jerusalem. They had given support to Jesus and His disciples. And they had great hopes and great expectations of messianic deliverance through the work of Jesus Christ. And yet in that week that uh, we call Holy Week, they witnessed something entirely different than what they expected. You see, the two Marys who were on their way to the tomb on Easter morning had witnessed the, the trial and the execution of Jesus. They were there as He breathed His last breath on the cross. They were there as uh, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus took Jesus' body and prepared it quickly before sundown on the Sabbath and laid it in the tomb. They were there. Their lives were filled with a, a reality of the death of hope. I'm sure there must have been despair, disillusionment, depression, fear, uncertainty. All the things that if we were honest with ourselves this morning are present in this room in your lives. That's the real Easter. The real Easter, the first Easter, wasn't an Easter in which people came dressed up, they shared fellowship and a light breakfast and came in and sang songs and had a great celebration about the resurrection of Jesus. You see, we know the end of the story. But the real Easter was a a story that in the minds of those who initially experienced it was yet to be experienced. It was yet to be written. But one thing is for certain. That as the two Marys journeyed to the tomb on that first Easter morning, they had every expectation that they were going to encounter death. The physical death of Jesus, the one they adored and were devoted to. The death of hopes and dreams that they had placed on Jesus as his followers. You know, death is uh, something we all have to face. For some, they fear it. For others, they're fascinated by it. But one thing is for sure. If you can't beat it, you're going to join it. It was the late Al Davis, the owner of the uh, Oakland Raiders, who said this. He said, I'm fascinated with death because it's the only opponent that I haven't figured out a way to defeat. I read recently in a newspaper that there is a collaborative effort of internationally of several, uh, several billionaires, and they are committing their billions of dollars to trying to solve the problem of death by the middle of this century. One of them actually said, I'm planning on living a million years. But you know what the scripture says? The Scripture says that the penalty for sin is death. But the free gift of God is salvation through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Reminds me of a, of a story of a, a woman who was looking out her window and, and there she saw her German shepherd dog with her neighbor's rabbit in its mouth. And there from her kitchen window, she watched that dog shake that rabbit, shake that rabbit, 
until its lifeless body was hanging in its mouth. She ran from the kitchen. She grabbed a broom and she pummeled her dog until the dog released the lifeless rabbit on the ground. Now here was the problem. It was her neighbor's rabbit. And they didn't have a very good relationship with the neighbors. This was a disaster. She didn't know what to do, so she panicked. She picked up the rabbit. She took it inside. She gave it a bath. She blew dry it. And then she combed its fur out perfectly. And then she snuck into her neighbor's yard. And she put the rabbit inside the hutch positioned perfectly as if it were full of life. Well, it was an hour or so later, she heard a blood-curdling scream. It was her neighbor next door. She ran out and she went to her neighbor's yard. She said, what's wrong? What is it? And the neighbor said, it's my rabbit. We buried it two weeks ago, but now it's back. You know what? No no matter how much we bathe it, no matter how much we blow dry it, no matter how much we try to comb out the tangles, death will conquer us unless we can conquer it. In our story today, the women come to the tomb expecting to encounter death, but instead they encounter life. The reality of the fear that gripped them, of the disappointment, of the depression, of the despair, the reality of the physical death of Jesus, the one they were devoted to and followed, the reality of the death of their hopes that they had placed on Him, all of those were erased when they came to the empty tomb. And in the empty tomb, they encountered a greater reality. The reality of a resurrected Savior. A reality of one who conquered sin and death. The reality of the one who gives eternal life for all who place their faith in Him. That's the real Easter. And my prayer for you and for me today is that we are not propping up a dead rabbit in the rabbit hutch of our heart and pretending that it's life. That we would embrace the one who is the only source of life. The one who has conquered sin and death. The one who makes a new reality possible for you and for me. No matter what you're facing today, no matter what is your reality this Easter, there is a reality. It's the reality of our living Savior. And because He lives, no wonder, no matter what we're experiencing, you and I can face tomorrow. He, our risen Savior, makes that possible. You know, as those women came to the tomb and the angel greeted them and there was an earthquake and the stone was rolled back and the Roman guards froze and the angel said, He's not here. Come look for yourself. He is risen. 
As they looked inside and they came out and the angel said, Go, go, go tell. Tell the others that He's risen. And that He'll meet them in Galilee. As they, as they left that empty tomb, I'm certain there was fear, there was uncertainty, but there was a renewed hope. And then as they were obedient and they were sort of traveling down the road to tell the others, they encountered Jesus Himself and they fell at His feet because He had physically resurrected and they began to worship Him. And in that moment, there were three aspects of that new reality that you and I can encounter and share today. The first one is this, that you and I can leave here as they left that empty tomb with a resurrection perspective. A resurrection perspective that tells us no matter what seems to be going on around us, no matter what reality we're faced with, there is an equal and greater reality, and that's the reality that God is in control. And the things that we're most fearful of, the things that we're most discouraged about, He is the one who can renew our hope and give us a sense of a new reality. The second thing is this. Not only does He give us a resurrected perspective on life, but He gives us resurrection power through which to live life. It doesn't matter what you face. It doesn't matter what the challenges are. As God has called you to be a follower of His Son, Jesus Christ, He will empower you to live the life He intends for you. There's nothing that God doesn't ask us to do that He doesn't give us the power to accomplish. He does that through the resurrection power through which Christ was raised that He places in our life through the power of His Holy Spirit. And so we can leave here with resurrection perspective. We can leave here with resurrection power. And the third thing is this. We can leave here with resurrection purpose. For the angel of the Lord and the Lord Himself gave those women a new resurrection purpose. And what was that? To witness to the reality that Jesus is alive. And so you and I can leave here this morning celebrating the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, not propping up a dead rabbit. And as we do that, we can leave with resurrection perspective, resurrection power, and resurrection purpose. That you and I would leave this room as those ladies left the tomb to proclaim the reality that our Savior, Jesus Christ, is risen. He is alive. And through Him and Him alone, we have forgiveness of sin and the promise of eternal life. That's the message of Easter.